Hey friends, I'm Jonathan and welcome to Abide in the Word from Reservoir Church. We want to be a people that remains in the Word of God, doesn't depart from it, not just hearers of it only, but doers as well. And today we're going to look at number six. We've been in a study of the book of Numbers. It's the wilderness wandering journey. Um, Really, it's a story of two generations, one generation that will not make it into the promised land because of their unfaithfulness. And then another generation that will make it into the promised land, but they'll continue to be unfaithful. And so that story will continue. But we have been mining the book of Numbers on our journey with Jesus to see ways in which he is pointed to, revealed our need for him and his provision of grace for us. And in number six, we get much the same thing. It comes right after a section on infidelity or the potential for unfaithfulness in chapter five. There was a code of law of how to put someone before God to be judged for the potential of being unfaithful to their spouse. And then in chapter six, God gives instructions for those that would take a Nazarite vow. Now, a Nazarite vow is essentially a commitment to not drink wine or any strong drink, not cut your hair, and not be around a dead body, essentially, for a period of time. Many times it was temporary. There are some people like Samson, Samuel, or John the Baptist that took lifelong Nazarite vows, but many of them were temporary as a a way of showing extreme faithfulness to God, that commitment so much to the um, holy God, Lord Yahweh, that they would take uh, a sacrificial posture. And it's fascinating because this didn't actually earn them anything. They had to pay for it. They had to provide for the sacrifice um, and the uh, everything that it would take. And it even says that those that had more money that could afford more could add more to their sacrifice, but that was up to them. And so it, it makes you wonder, it's like, why would these people do this and sacrifice so much of who they were and essentially live as all of Israel was supposed to live, but didn't? And When you look at it, because they weren't earning anything, it wasn't, you know, a higher level of religiosity. I think it truly is because they recognized the glory of God. They saw the beauty of who God was and how, how great it was to be in relationship with him. So, of course, they would live a life where they could sacrifice a little bit more and... And we see that in what follows in chapter 6 of the book of Numbers. And at the end of the section, after God has said, this is how Nazarite makes their vow, how they complete it, everything, how they restore when it's been defiled, all this stuff. He gives Aaron's blessing. That's a very common, well-known section of scripture. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and to his sons saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. 
I think people could take a Nazarite vow because they've recognized a more beautiful, a more wonderful vow that God gives to all of Israel, that you will put my name upon you and I will bless you. This is for us. And this prayer is vitally important. It is actually the oldest recorded physical um, piece where the name of Yahweh is actually uh, printed out. It's on an amulet from a 7th century BC Judean um, tomb. And so for you know, 800 years before Jesus's ministry, there's record of this prayer being essential for the people of Israel. But more than just a prayer of asking that Yahweh would bless them, keep them, make his face to shine upon him, that he would see them and give them peace. I think this is a prayer that points forward to yet another one, to Jesus, the one who will truly bless, keep us safe, guard us, keep us secure in him for all of eternity, that will shine his face, that he'll smile upon us. And he does it in the flesh by coming and living in our place. And he's gracious to us, giving us a righteousness that we could never deserve, but he gladly shares his inheritance with us. And he sees us. He is the one that says, I will be with you until the end of the age and I will give you peace. It's peace that surpasses understanding, peace that he is himself for us, a restoration and reconciliation between God and man, Gentiles brought in, salvation given, the captives truly are free. And now we can live like Nazarites because Christ has done so for us. We can be as living sacrifices presented to him for his glory and it's for our good. I'm so thankful for these uh, directives in scripture, the promise of blessing and this pointing to Jesus. Recognize him today as the one who blesses you, keeps you, makes his face to shine upon you and has certainly been gracious to you. The one who sees you and will give you peace. Trust in Jesus today. It's so good to abide in the word with you. If you're ever in Southern California or the San Diego area, we invite you to join us at Reservoir Church Sundays at 10 a.m. You can find us online at reservoir.church. Until next time, make sure you abide in the word.